You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. She's in Florida doing embarrassing shit there. I'm sure. Nobody will notice there. I'm sure we'll get another story about getting suckered into a timeshare or something. Sure, though. If she's in Florida and does something stupid, will anybody know? Because you're nope. in Florida. No, actually, she's probably still doing smarter shit than most of those people. <laughs> probably. I saw she had like a baby alligator in her hand in a picture or something. I didn't see that, but I'm yeah, busy. I um, I know they wanted to go to Alligator World. So I think they went to Alligator, alligator World. World. <laughs> I have no desire to do those things. Theme parks aren't my thing. Um, I love roller coasters, but... Like Disney World? Fuck no. I have no desire ever to go there. I've been to Disneyland twice. If I ever go again, it won't be fun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know you're a Disney guy, but... Uh, I like it. It's fucking expensive now. Holy so I, shit. We haven't been since before Well, even COVID. Lagoon. Did we even talk... Did we talk about that? Like the price of Lagoon tickets? They're going to be like $100 fucking dollars a day this year. The stupid thing with that is that's pushing Disney prices, and that ain't no Disney. It is not pushing Disney prices. <laughs> not anymore. Disney Ow. Park Passes are True. way more. But I think it's more than Magic Mountain. Um, I'm curious. Mountain Pass. Uh, let's see what their tickets are for Six Flags, Magic Mountain, and Santa, is it Santa Clara. Is that where it's at? I don't know. It's in the L.A. area. Which those are way better parks than Lagoon. Sorry, Lagoon. I love you. 55 but. bucks for an, for an all-day pass there. Like, fuck off, Lagoon. You cannot charge double the price of a Six Flags, you dipshits. Because you are no Six Flags. <laughs> I still maintain, though, if you're going to go to Lagoon, just get a season pass. It's it's worth it because you don't you go as many times as you want. You can go for like two hours and then fucking leave right. in the middle well, of the week. I don't know what the – they keep changing the prices. I don't know what the season pass is. Maybe 200 bucks. Yeah, it's about 200 bucks. But you go – Twice? Yep, and you paid for it. And and this is what we discovered when we had, I think we only did it one year. Uh, maybe it was two years we did season passes. But like we were like on a Wednesday evening, like, oh, let's go to Lagoon for two hours. And you don't feel like you have to like waste your whole day and be like, oh, we're going in the morning on a Saturday for. Well, and you don't have to feel like you need to go, go, go every single okay, Drop a hundred bucks and feel Yeah. Like so you're just like, oh, I'll just casually go hit a few rides up. You know, maybe I'll grab an IC and. I'll go home when I'm tired at 11 instead of seven more hours. If, if we took all the kids and their significant others, that's 800 bucks. Yeah. To go to the fucking lagoon, lagoon for a, a Not day. great. And with the season pass, you also get the Frightmares thing, <clears throat> which was fun. We did that once. So it was pretty I know good. the kids did that three or four years ago, just before COVID. They got the season passes and they ended up going six, seven times. Anyway, anyway, it's uh, episode 341 <laughs> of the New Utah Podcast, where we talk about all things Utah. Sometimes we bitch about stupid shit like Lagoon's Obscene Prices. Um, I think they think they got that new roller coaster out this year, and they can charge that much. I don't know. Oh, they got to pay for it. <laughs> Plus, like, well, and they've had the last couple years of restricted. Best time to go to a theme park, by the way, when oh, they yeah. cut their attendance by like a quarter. <laughs> like everything you guys went during COVID. It, you guys said it was awesome. It was awesome. It was, it was so great. Like, no like, people. Like we got motion sick because we were able to ride so, so many, many rides so fast. Like we weren't stopping between them. Usually the lines are so long, you, you get three or four rides in and like. Well, like even if you wait in line for 20 minutes for a ride, like 
that's, that's enough time for your body to like recuperate. You've drank some water, but we were just like, ride, 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 ride. And then Brie was like, oh, I got to sit down. I'm like, yeah, I feel you. Let's, let's just go chill for a little while. Yeah, we so. had some, what was it? Italian ice or yeah, something? Yeah, we sat in Italian ice in the blazing hot sun, cooled ourselves down, right at our stomachs. But even then, we didn't stay super late that day either. And we paid full price for that shit. So. Well, yeah, but I feel like we definitely got our money's worth. Oh, yeah, for sure. For what sure. Was, what was it for? Just I can't remember. Was it just because? It was just for just, fun. Just a something. Yeah, we just wanted to go. It was just like Sean. It wasn't a birthday or It was anything? both girls, no. Yeah, was it both girls? I thought it was just Sean. No, it was both. Oh. Or maybe no, that's what it was, is they were both Cassie in, was in Cassie was in Colorado. I think it was just sure? Sean. I think it was for my birthday. I think no. it was for your birthday. I think I just said, let's go to Lagoon for my birthday, and we asked Sean if she wanted to go, because it was just Sean with us. Was it? Are you yeah. sure? It's because it was yeah. COVID, so you didn't do yep. a, a group thing, and so that's what you guys did. Yep. No, I remember. It was just us and Sean. So, But anyway, it was fun. Now our listeners know, not that they give a shit, but there you go. <laughs> uh, Bree had an exciting weekend. More exciting than probably either of us. I'm, I'm positive. Wait, were you home alone as well this weekend? For parts of it. Yeah, I was, I was a bachelor all weekend. Heather was with the baby and the kids were off doing their things. So yeah, I spent the lion's share this weekend just working. Doing anyway. chores, doing my stuff, working. <laughs> nothing pretty much nothing fun for me. How's Maya doing? Maya's doing really well. Baby went in today for the next follow-up. They got her down to like the lowest level of oxygen, but still on oxygen. So she has a, another scan next week but she's doing really well she goes in about twice a week and she's gaining weight every time so i mean everything's it's looking good. really well other than still on the oxygen for a little bit longer but so it sounds like definitely by christmas she should be off i would think so that's i hope awesome. so that's a great christmas present. but she's doing really well growing fast looks cute as can be good good so i know heather's loving it she's over there pretty much every day for four and five hours some at Maya's request, some because she wants to. It's funny because we just got the Christmas tree up last night, still not decorated. And this is like we were talking about, like this is the latest it's ever been yeah. to get it up. But she's like, that's okay. She's spending time with the baby. But we've got the ugly sweater party next weekend that we're hosting. You could decorate it. A little bit. Uh, no, she wouldn't let me. Um, she she decorates it a theme and it's mm-hmm. like this whole thing. It takes her like a day to decorate it. So anyway, it'll it'll all be ready. No worries. But yeah, believe it or not, next week is the Ugly Sweater Party. Yeah, no, I remember. Oh, yeah. We'll, t- we'll talk about that maybe next week and kind of talk about like... We should talk about it afterwards because those are yeah. the fun stories. Yeah, we'll have to throw that on our... Pe- people have talked about the... Be- they've heard the before, but <clears> the it's the after. It's the shit that we find and the obscene stuff that... <laughs> the racist in. garbage. And the- that's that's you. The racist garbage is all from you, buddy. Well, the 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 racist cookie jars. That was pretty. Oh, they are was... not cookie jars. They're oh, old they're liquor bottles. Liquor were they liquor, liquor bottle bottles? holders? No, they are old liquor bottles. Oh. Like like old liquor bottles. Like the Mexican one. that's like blatantly. Yeah, it's, I got that one. It's behind his. The, or it used to be behind his TV. I think it's in front of it. But now. that was uh, Brandy and Mark that brought those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, when they finally got the hang of it. I should bring him out here. Put him in here somewhere. On I display. gave you that Japanese dude huh, that one time. Anyway. Yeah, we have him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Bree, back to you. You had some adventures this weekend. Yeah, I, I you don't have to talk about. No, it no, it's to. fine. I just don't. I kind of just don't know where to start. I want to make sure I just hit the highlights and don't get too deep because that's that's what Bree I do, went to go visit her sisters in California. I well, I went to visit my one sister in California, and the other sister that was in Utah came with me. So, um, 
got to see we a both little video of the house. It's super cool. Yeah, so we worked both. Both of us worked half day, and then uh, met up at the the airport. airport. And of course, we were in B at the very very end <laughs> on the tar- on a tarmac plane. So to take the bus. You are lucky though in that I took Julian Brighton to the uh, airport that, that morning. morning at. They had to be there at 8. That was the morning of the humongous snowstorm. Yeah, that was brutal a bit. And that's why I said pretty much, I'm like, I'm not sure what time your flight is, but if it's in the morning, you probably want to no. leave now. No, we left like 1 something. Also, pre-check's amazing. Yeah, plus I had pre-check. So, so you went to go to a party, and I know you did other stuff. I don't think people care so much about the travel no. as what you did I was did just mentioning that, yeah. like, the, of course, it was like the very the end day. terminal at the, like, the very end of the earth. Stupid bee. <laughs> so I think it would... Talk about the party. Party. Because you went there specifically, not just to hang out with the sisters, but because she invited you to Right. Party. So it's a it's a favorites party. And I guess some people know what that is. I had never been to one where you take three of your favorite things. So not three things, but three of your favorite things. So if your favorite thing is a water bottle, you take three water bottles. Um, and then you... So we went there and there were 20 of us. And her husband had expanded her table to fit all 20 of us. And we, the theme was, uh, uh, Tiffany's. And so we were all wearing black dresses with pearls and breakfast, jewel- at breakfast, breakfast, yeah, breakfast, at Tiffany's. Tiffany's, pearls and jewels and all that kind of stuff. Um, get the, so somebody have the cigarette on the really long. Actually, she had ah. one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, El Pollo Loco catered. So it was, it was marijuana in it though, cause this was in California. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, the wacky tobacco. So, you know, she kind of introduced us to everybody and did all, we had the dinner and then we went and did the favorites thing. So I took Oleo and it was kind of oh. funny because I was a, one of the last ones to introduce it and said, you know, this came all the way from Salt Lake and talked about how natural it was and everywhere that I use it and all of that kind of stuff. And then, um, Everybody got like a little card and it, you went by number and each round. So there's three rounds. Each round was you were dealt another card so that the same person didn't get the same advantage. But it was funny because at first nobody, nobody really took it. And then like somebody did. And I had, I had mine there, of course, cause I use it. So I said, if anybody wants to smell it or feel it, like I, you know, so I took, gave them little droplet droplets of it or whatever. But, um, so the first person took it and then the next person took it and then the next person took it. And it wasn't the first one gone, but then other people kept looking for it. And somebody came up after and was like, I took a picture of my friend's bottle because I think I really want to order it. You said it was <laughs> online, right? So, um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of people. It and was they're, all booze. they're so loud. <laughs> like Chris was like, that's just it. Saying they're so loud. Holy moly. It, it was like, it was loud. So, um, and then we talked afterwards, but they, we went to one of their favorite restaurants the night before. And then we went to Las Brisas the the morning of the party, which is on Laguna beach. And you, you can sit there and look out on Laguna beach. Nice. And then we walked out onto the beach because it ended up being a really beautiful day. Cause it, it was rainy the day before and it was cloudy the day we left. But on Saturday, it was beautiful the whole day. Um, it was probably, 68 70 degrees on the beach it was below freezing here it's cold <laughs> it was it was fantastic so we were walking around on the rocks and our flip-flops and taking pictures and and then at one point just at the end we all just kind of we were close by like we were within sight of each other but we just went and sat and just 
listen to the water cool. and the silence and it was really nice. And then we, I gotta tell, we went to the 99 cent store cause, uh, one of my sisters needed some bags and, uh, Sunny's like, yeah, this is the bad part of town. And sure enough, there's like these two guys digging through the trash for cigarette butts <laughs> and, it was kind of funny, but yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. The next morning we met her kids. Her kids had been staying with her mother-in-law. So I met her kids and we went to breakfast with, uh, her mother-in-law who's super nice lady. And then we hopped on the plane and came back to the cold. And yeah. now I, I was tired before because I was nervous and couldn't sleep. And now I'm tired because <laughs> it was just going, going, going. So, but it was, it was a lot of fun. So I was a bachelor. And uh, I didn't do anything impressive. <laughs> you went to Josh's and played well, magic. I played some magic. I uh, did some schoolwork. I uh, I guess I did winterize half of my mowing machines because we mowed two weeks ago. With this <laughs> my neighbors mowed two weeks ago, too. Weather. Well, it's, it was our last client who wanted it done. Yeah. And I'm like, <sighs> our neighbors, I think, mowed for the same reason, just to collect the leaves. It was just for leaves. But normally I, <clears throat> I run all the equipment until the gas goes out. And yeah, winterize so them and all that, but, gas, and then yeah. I power wash them, but can't really power wash them when it's twenty one degrees outside. Nope, nope. We'll power wash them in spring. <laughs> yep, that's uh, that's a that's a no go. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't do much either. Um, just you know house chores and yep. Uh, you know, school. you watched the men's national team play. I did watch some gave soccer. me the blow by blow. I have watched. So much soccer. I've watched <laughs> almost every World Cup game in some, like, even when I'm working in the morning, cause they're on in the morning, they're on, like, in the background, I'm listening to them. The World Cup's fantastic, and there's, there's some setups for some really good quarterfinal matches. So if you want to see really good soccer, now is the time to watch it. Um, these matches are, are fantastic through the rest of the month here, and, and, uh, you're going to see some really good soccer out of the quarterfinals and semis and finals, so. Uh, even if the U.S. isn't playing still, so we're out. We were out. Yeah, mm. we made it to the knockout rounds and no further. So that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, there's some events coming up. Um, we can talk about Christmas lights if you want. Let's talk about. Uh, Let's go to the events right yeah, quick. The and events. I picked, I picked a couple that I thought <laughs> were interesting. So December, <clears throat> excuse me, December ninth through twenty fourth. Pioneer Theater is doing a Christmas story, the musical. Are there tickets for it? Oh, yeah. There I, are tickets available. Uh-huh, still tickets available. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I, I, I found for you, Chris. December 13th, Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah, man. Holidays of Blaze. It's not just Snoop Dogg. It's Snoop Dogg and T-Pain. Yeah. <laughs> at the, at the Maverick well, I think Center. when we were at the Maverick Center, they were announcing it. But oh, oh. I know when I was driving home from, I had my, my review, my annual review on Monday, and uh, when I was driving home, I took 215 that by Maverick Center, and they had a big That's sign. A big sign. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I thought of Chris when I saw that one. Uh, December 17th, the Ugly Sweater Bar Crawl, which actually sounds kind of cool. Uh, you can go to Paul, pubcrawls.com to get tickets and information. Talks about what, which pubs are involved. Uh, I, go ahead. I got to go back, though. The pub crawl's nice, but the holidays of Blaze. It's <laughs> T-Pain, Snoop Dogg, Warren G., and the Yin Yang Twins. So, like that's a really fucking good lineup. If you I like rap and hip hop, that's a really good lineup. It's like, in West Valley. Like, what more apropos could you be? It's at the Maverick Center, man. It's great. Like, you should go for sure. And then uh, December seventeenth, the Steel Fists Fight Night is back at the Union Event Center, and they was do that actually gone. 
I don't, that's just how they, that's how they announced it. Uh, and they do have two MMA titles that are fighting that night. So, uh, anyway, then, um, Holiday Lights, if you want to take a look at that one. This, this is just, we, we talked about it last year. I think we've talked about it every I'll year. put it on the blog. I'll take like, this link and put it on just, the blog. Just some of the, the bigger, uh, Christmas lights that you can yeah. go to from now go. through the endless. And, and we can go through a few of them. So the gateway has a bunch of lights up, um, free to visit. Stay in shop or something. I don't know. Eat something there and go walk, walk around and look at the lights afterwards. Have a uh, ice cream tacos. Yep, from Sweet Roll Tacos. Yep. There, uh, they got the zoo lights at the zoo. Um, again, those are most nights, but not every night, and only at night. Um, there's uh, lights in the orchard down in Orem um, at the uh, orchard. Um, it's over off of University Place, uh, Luminaria uh, in Lehigh. Um, um, it's over at Thanksgiving Point. They have a big yeah, light they're big thing things. Yeah, that, that you walk through. It's not a drive through. It's just walk around. There's the stupid North Pole Festival that's going to be at uh, uh, not the riot anymore. America First Field. Oh, um, that'll be going on there. I think for the whole month. Isn't it America First Stadium? No, it's America First Field. Oh, I thought America First Field was still the practice. Not field. anymore. It's hmm. America First Field. Um, so yeah, the two and a half million lights throughout the stadium. So there's it's a bunch of activities for kids. Do you go stuff. through like the the tunnel area, or is it like on the? I don't know. I haven't gone. Oh. But you I, can I bet the one by, by the Olympic Oval will be up and going too. I haven't been over there, but oh yeah, because they have that drive-through. And one they have like a drive-through one that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. There's a festival of lights in Spanish Fork. There's Temple. Well, I don't know if the Temple Square lights are they don't actually going to be so. running because they're because they're all. yeah I don't uh, think so yeah I don't know. I would assume that's not the aviary has lights. I mean, this is an article for this year, and it does have Temple Square lights, but I have a hard time believing they're actually... It says, despite construction, Temple Square and the five city blocks of LDS historic sites... Maybe they tell a lot more of the outside. Still offer. Yeah, you, so just not in the temple itself. Like, but Well, it was never in the temple itself. But like the reflecting pool area and stuff is still open, because it's just the temple that's being redone. So, so like the visitor center and the uh, in, inner part of the square is closed, but like I think all the other stuff around still it, open. Hmm. It's five blocks and they're not all closed. Yeah, they still got the offices open and everything else. So, yeah. So if you want to go see some lights for Christmas, that's a good place to do it. And I'm sure it's not on that list, but I'm sure Taylorsville's doing their night before Christmas that they've done since the '70s. Probably they're still probably the is that the the neighborhood yeah. that's down the road here. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the one that. If you buy a house in the neighborhood, like you have to, it's continue. part of yeah, it's it. Part of the it's house. being part of the. the Talk about a fucking oppressive HOA. <laughs> so when I was uh, younger back home, there was a neighborhood that did uh, tea lights uh, at Christmas time, um, and so they had um, like in the bag in the bags, like, yeah. yeah, with the uh, the like little tea candles in the bags with a little bit of sand luminaries, and the whole neighborhood, all every. The whole street, like everyone would do the whole street. And so you'd drive through without your lights on. And it's kind of cool. cool. That's a lot of work, but that's kind of cool. Yeah. But we, I mean, we've done them at Halloween time where you carve like little pumpkin faces and stuff in the bags. And you're really cutting at that point so much, not so much carving in a bag, right? Yeah. And I think the we did, I think they were already made. I think Heather found like a whole stack of a whole bunch of bags that were already, already pre- cut with stamped. Like they were probably stamped. Faces and no, stuff. No, they were so. cut out. Yeah, you're cut out. <laughs> Fix that ship. Fix what? No, the it's ship's fine. Akimbo. It's a rogue wave. It happens. Our our ship on a stick over there. Oh trophy. my gosh! I heard a story today that 
there was a family that was doing some sort of an international cruise and they'd entered in their baby's date birthday and had their baby's passport and all that kind of stuff. And they realized right around the Canary Islands that this baby wasn't a year old and it wasn't allowed to be on. So they kicked him off the ship at the Canary Islands and that's where they spent Thanksgiving. Wow. That's the awesome. Princess. That's awesome. Gotta love cruise ships. Don't They're take- like, hasta la vista. I, st- I still go on cruises. I don't give a shit. So. So put him in a rowboat. You're done. <laughs> Could you imagine that? All right, with us this week we have uh, Shane and Kristen Bowler, and um, maybe we'll hear from Alpine their 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 son. I don't know, we'll see. Um, Shane and and Kristen run and oh, you guys own Utah Natural Meat, right? Um, which is just down the road from us. Uh, it's That's where the we one bought. we pass. It's on seventy eighth and fifty sixth, roughly. So I, yeah, I pass it every time I come here. Oh yeah, because you come up from uh, Mountain View yep. across now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It all depends on where the road construction is. Some coming from Riverton, but I I pass it almost every time. I've noticed it slowly filling in all around it with all of the different stores and everything. I mean, 56 didn't even used to be a road there. Like, it used to stop. You couldn't yeah, get all the way right. to you guys. Yeah, and they actually took part of our property to put 5600 West in. Oh, wow. So before that, we were the only thing that way. Yeah, I was going to say, because it was just a dead end. Like, you had some of the houses on the west side of 56, but then it just... Dead ended, like I don't know, just after seventy second, I think maybe. Mm-hmm. So, and we, the whole area is just filling in so fast. Yeah, yeah, they're building a ton of stuff up there. So we actually came across these guys um, because I I drive by there all the time, uh, and especially since fifty six has been open, I I and I'm like, hey, they 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 sell. They sell cattle and they sell sheep and, and they sell pigs. And I've always wanted to buy in a share of a cow. And I'm like, well, I can't do a whole cow because I'll never get through a whole cow. It would take me so long to it's eat just a the whole two of cow. Us, so. Yeah, it's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot of meat. But like economically, it makes sense. And so you guys do partial shares of animals. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And they're down the road, like totally going to buy some meat from them. We bought meat from you guys. I'm like, we should have them on the show. So we came down and. And introduced ourselves, and here we are. Yeah. So thanks for being on the show. Yeah, we're, sure. we're thanks excited. for having us. Yeah, happy to be here. So we'll get into Utah Natural Meats and all that. We want to actually um, first, we're going to ask you guys a, a couple of questions just to get going, and that is, uh, when were you born? What's your birth dates? Just no, you have to do the year, just the month and the date. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to know how old. You're not going to make me show how old I am. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want, but you know, <laughs> uh, my birthday's January 18th. So April. That's when yep. your parents conceived you. Oh. So okay. a- April was when the magic happened. That's so right. Like yeah. Easter time. <laughs> is, that, That's right. is that what you immediately think of when you hear any <laughs> birthday? birthday? That's what they do. They yeah. both do You're it. You're counting we're pretty, immediately. We're pretty good at it, too. Jeremy's way better than I am, for sure. So what about you? When were you conceived? October. October 28th. Oh, okay. October 29th. Oh, that's his that's birthday, too. Alpine was born October 29th. Yeah. And so, so Jeremy's January, sister, too, right? End of January yeah. would be the... Jeremy's sister was born then. My, my daughter's birthday is January 29th, so... Yeah, I, have a, I have a sister six years younger, but born on the same day. Ruined my birthday. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was six. Much better now, though. That you're yeah, both yeah it's fine now. I'm adult, but when you're six and you <laughs> have to we start like her sharing than you. your birthday <laughs> sure. with a girl of all things, yeah. you know, at the time I was devastated. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so were you guys born here in Utah? 
Yes, we both were. No, I was not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there you go. I, How about we let Kristen speak for herself? You learn, you learn something new every day. Sorry about I that. was born in uh, actually Santa Monica, California, but my family moved up here when I was like nine months old because my dad was like, I can't raise a family here. It's getting too expensive. And this was in 1980. So. I was say, that's like, that's, uh, that's definitely the case now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, but I, so basically, yes, I've been in Utah my whole life. So what part of Utah did you guys come to? West Jordan. West Jordan. And that's where you've pretty much been. Mm-hmm. How about you? Were uh, you born here in Utah? I was born here in Utah. Where? Yeah. Where? In West Jordan. West Jordan. I mean, at the, I don't know which hospital, but my parents lived in West Jordan. Panther Valley? I hope Maybe. No. Probably not. I think it was like St. Mark's. Or I was going to say. 79, yeah, probably St. Mark's. I think Pioneer Valley's newer I was born than at that, right? no, no. It's just most people don't have their kids there because the, that's where the jail takes their... Oh, that's the one. That's that's, that's the West Valley Hospital. Yeah, it, I'm pi- thinking of Jordan Valley. No, Pioneer's so. been Jordan there. Valley didn't exist. Pioneer's yeah, been that's there forever. Yeah, it's not Pioneer Valley anymore. Yeah, it's like the Jordan Valley's West Valley campus. There's Pioneer Valley for... Ever. That's where Julia was born. That explains a lot, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's where my oldest I was born. <laughs> I was born in St. Mark, at St. Mark's, so. So, uh, where'd you go to high school? West, West Jordan. Jordan. West Jordan. West so, Jordan. did you guys go to high school together? Uh-huh. And you knew each other? We did. Were you high school sweethearts? Nope. Okay. Just, just friends? <laughs> I just yeah. kind of got yeah, ask. Sometimes that happens. No, so. we had, like, a really just fun, strong group of friends and hung out and, Yeah. So oh. when did you guys graduate? It would have been around 99? 98. 98? Yeah. Yeah, they're younger than you. I That's know. when I was having my, my first kid. <laughs> well, he said he was born in 79, so I was just doing some math there. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, she she inadvertently said 80. So. Oh, I didn't hmm. do the 80. Yeah. I heard the 79, though. Yeah. So. so then, okay, so you graduate from high school. Well, I guess I should back up slightly. Siblings, because... Yeah, I have three brothers, total of four boys in my family. Wow. And then I'm the oldest, and I have a younger brother. So just Just, two two of us, yeah. Nice. So uh, you finish up high school, then what? We'll stick with... Um, I went to college um, looking at... I wanted to be a vet till I saw how much chemistry it took. <laughs> um, Sounds like my daughter. Decided I probably ought to change gears on that. I honestly think if I knew about um, being a vet tech, I probably would have gone that direction because so, I really loved animals. That's what my daughter did. That's um, what my daughter is doing. Oh, cool. R- yeah. So Riverton, well, Jordan School District, they have the JTC. Mm-hmm. And that's what my daughter who graduated a year ago, she did the vet tech and loved it. And she's actually, I mean, that's the path she's in. She works at a, at a, dog groomer at the moment so not exactly where she mm-hmm. wants to be but in that field but yeah, it's okay. amazing they have that in high school so you can take those classes and it's nice to be able to decide if that's something you want to do in high school as opposed to you know after the fact so right. anyway they have that now they yeah I, that it thing. wasn't a thing back no. then sadly so, so where'd you go to college so i just was at the community college um and i focused on business which um has helped us tremendously. Oh, yeah. well, that's got to be a big one. We, yeah. actually, we <laughs> actually talk about that a lot on the podcast where people are really good at something and really bad at business. Like everybody. And I then know. their yeah. business fails because they're really good at yeah. their thing, but they can't, so, they can't handle the business. Like yeah. me, architecture, everybody that I went to school with up at the U who graduated from architecture went out and started their companies. Mine and one other are the only two that I know of that made it. All the rest of them fell apart because they don't have business skills. Mm-hmm. They may be wonderful architects, but they don't know how to run an office. They don't know how to do accounts payable, yes. billing, all yeah. that jazz. So that's one thing I tell, I've told my kids as they've 
grown up and gone to college is if you don't know what you want to take, take business because it doesn't matter what you do. It's a business mm-hmm. and you'll use business skills over anything. Mm-hmm. And you could have a business degree and go to work almost anywhere because they need business. Yeah. So, right. okay. So business degree. Yep. Um, let's shift after high school. What about you, Shane? Yeah. After high school, I went on a mission, f- uh, for the church that I belong to and, um, Where'd you go? Went to Peru. Oh, so you got some. So I think the, that's where my boss the Catholic went Church to. is that the one? No. <laughs> <laughs> they do missions. They with do old missions pe- with yeah. old people mostly, yeah. though. <laughs> they do, but you don't come back. <laughs> I mean, you're on a mission for a very long time. <laughs> Their missions for life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So I learned Spanish there, but I actually, uh, my dad was a mission president before that when I was eight years old. Oh. And we lived in Costa Rica, so I already knew Spanish. You already had it. That's cool. Yeah, which was really useful. When I got home, I went to college at the community college, but I only made it a semester and probably two or three weeks into the next semester before I realized school was definitely not my jam. It is not for everyone. You know, and that's something we've talked about with amongst ourselves and with guests. It's not for everybody, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the old stigma was you have to go to college or you're not going to get a good job. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean- it helps, and it well. So for like what I do, if I didn't go to college, that would be bad in architecture, uh, doctors, lawyers, some of those things. Like you, you kind of have to, but so much of it anymore, I don't think. So I, I have a question about your time in Peru. Did you ever eat guinea pig? Yeah, I did. How is it? Tastes like I've chicken. heard mixed results. Um, I don't think it's. It doesn't taste bad. That's for sure. I think it's more of a mental thing. You have to, you have to get over the idea that you're eating what we would normally deem as a pet. Like but horse. otherwise, it doesn't taste bad. Almost every other country in the world eats horse, but we don't. Yeah, right. But the same kind of thing. And horse meat is supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. We have a lot of wild horses that are actually ruining our <laughs> land that we could be eating, but we don't. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. 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 Yeah, yeah. True. That's definitely one of the very debatable topics is the Mustangs. But um, So I got I to, gotta, how do you guys get into owning a ranch? Or a Were farm you or whatever. around what? stuff like that before? That's how Shane grew up. This is all based from his family. I did not. Um, I loved animals. I had dogs, um, but I grew up in a neighborhood and I played golf and I just, you know, like typical animal. suburban life. Um, but, but Shane, you grew up on a farm then? I did. Yep. Yeah. I'm so I'll be the fifth generation in my family to run oh, wow. a farm slash ranch. Is it on the same land? <clears throat> Not all on the same land, no. Yeah, my my parents are both originally from southern Utah. Oh, nice. My dad was born and raised in Enterprise, mm-hmm. and my mom was uh, raised most of her life in a little town called Veo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So That's actually on the signs sometimes when you drive past on the highway. Yeah, so we, I lived in St. George for a while. My in-laws have been in St. George forever, so we go down there quite a bit. So I know where both those places are. Mm-hmm. Huge open areas, though. If you have ranches or, or farming, that's definitely a place to be. They're very, very obscure, small places, both of them. Very much so. <laughs> so th- th- what kind of farming or ranching did your family do? Uh, it changed a little bit over the years. Um, my grandfather was into more crop farming. Some animals, but mostly crops. crops. Yeah, hay, alfalfa, hay, potatoes, grain. That How, kind of what kind of acreage did he have? Oh, I don't really know that answer. I would guess probably somewhere around a hundred acres. So decent, not not huge, huge, but decent. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then your uh, grandpa Braswell had a dairy. 
That he ran yeah, in on my, on my mom's side, my grandpa ran a dairy and a cattle ranch. How and many, he had about a thousand acres how, there. How many head of cattle did he average? I don't know. Yeah, Excuse. no, if I had to guess, I'd say probably 100, 150 head. Nice. So decent size, same thing. Mm-hmm. So so then what brought your family up here if you were Well first of all you have to get them together because they Well no no, no I'm say, like I'm saying <laughs> well, kids... Enterprise and Veo are pretty close together I mean <laughs> but I'm assuming you I'm assuming your parents moved up here right My parents did So like what brought them up here why why up here as opposed to down there Um my dad he served a mission in Mexico learned Spanish fell in love with the Spanish language and he graduated with a major in Spanish and a minor in business. Oh, nice. And when he graduated, he taught at Southern Utah University, then was oh, a college. Oh, that's where my daughter went. She, that's where she got her uh, Bachelor of Science in what Biology because she's the vet type. Animal Biology. What is it Animal. now? What's it called now? Southern Utah University. No, yeah, now it's, it's Dixie Southern. that changed. Yeah, it was oh, Southern. Dixie. Sorry, it's Dixie that changed yeah. to yeah, right. yeah. Utah Tech. Or Utah. But yeah, back then, Southern Utah was still just a college, right? So yep. not, a, not right. a four-year university yet. Yeah. Then he... Um, he got a job at the University of Hawaii teaching oh, Spanish, fine. so they moved out there. <laughs> well, oh, that's so sad. I wasn't born yet. No, they didn't have any no kids, kids yet. yet. And uh, one smart did yeah. that kind of thing before he had kids. Right. <laughs> one summer when he was off school, he came back to visit a friend of his who was in the real estate business, and he. It's kind of a longer story, but somewhat tricked him into sitting in a model home <laughs> and showing people the homes, and then before he left. But while he was home for the summer, he ended up getting his real estate um, license and selling some homes and realized that in one summer break, he had made more money than he did the whole year teaching school, <laughs> and he never made it back to Hawaii. Yeah. So he that's when they Sad bought a place true. and lived in Salt Lake. <laughs> so, so did they start farming or cattle up here then? That's kind yeah. Of- yeah, they bought, um, now they have about 30 acres. They developed some. It was probably about 50 acres at that time. And, in um, West Jordan. Uh-huh. Horses, what cows, that, what pigs. What have that been, like mid-70s? Yes. Yeah, that yes. would have been. So yeah. back in the mid-70s. That West, was still all farmland. Yeah, West yeah. Jordan was just a big open. It was I mean, wide open. Really, the, the, the water towers, what is that on? Water towers are on like 30. 50th, maybe not even 50th. Are you talking about the artesian well stuff? No, 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 no. Are you uh, talking about the white circular? Yeah, 27th, yeah, go up the on, hill. They're just oh, right, that's on right on 62nd. Oh, they're, they're on 62nd. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, yes. yeah. That's where civilization used to end. I know, because right. my grandparents lived in Kearns, and that, it was called this, not even this area, because it didn't exist, but where they lived was the top of Kearns. Yeah, so, yeah. so I mean, back then... <laughs> Late seventies, early eighties, like that's where civilization ended, and then it was nothing, and then Riverton was a little blip on the map, and then nothing to point at the mountain. So back then, they could have picked up all those acres probably for nothing, and there really wasn't much around. Yeah, I'm sure it seemed like something to them at that time, but oh, I'm positive in today's values, yeah, next to nothing. Yeah, no, oh no, I'm sure at the time it was all it's all relative. But uh, so so they pick up so so what does he do for a living at that point? Is he selling real estate? So now he's in real estate doing farming on the side. Okay, and then you come along, your siblings come along. Mm-hmm. How does that all? Evolve? So are you doing mostly like small animal farm, or still doing agricultural stuff with the like? It's a hobby and- farm at this point. Yeah, pretty much a hobby farm. We still raised alfalfa hay there, had a big garden, and still had large and small animals, had our own milk cow. 
Was that more just for your own family? You weren't really selling it, or was he kind of doing? We would sell the live animals, but not animal the product. Right. So we would still raise animals and sell the animals. But cows for yourselves, chickens for yourselves. That, that sure, feeding yeah. our own family, selling off the excess. That. So were you in like FFA or anything? No, I never was. Seriously, no. of all the people, I know my daughter was in FFA. She loved it, but like young. he was uh, in the rodeo club. <laughs> Oh, there, oh, there you, you go. go. That's okay. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I grew up team roping and calf roping. Nice. We did that a lot. So my, I've got, I know we're going all over the place here, but uh, my uh, uncle who's in lives in Texas, he worked for NASA. His daughter, so my cousin, did uh, competition uh, rope for years, and she won, like, everything there was to win. For He's the one that you go boar hunting with, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere, Texas. But, so Robin, my cousin... Uh, she was into to competition uh, roping and all of that kind of stuff for years and years and years. Well, yeah. you, got, you got horses and you can learn how to do that stuff. It's yeah, they had horse property fun, yeah. and horses and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, okay, so so see, now we're getting closer. So so how do you guys meet? School, you're High saying? school. High school. Just, yeah. High yeah, we school. went to the same elementary and middle school, but we didn't really meet there. No, not until probably our junior year of high school. Right. So, wow. Yeah. And then... Just, Hung out, and then I don't know when Shane got home from his mission. Then we just kept hanging out. Do you live like in the same neighborhood? And then you or? were like, no, not really. We you were like, we kind of like each other. Exactly. That's kind of what happened. It was just like you know, uh, we probably should just get married. We got to marry like somebody. Out together. Might as well marry somebody you like. <laughs> That's what I decided to do. Plus, he cooks, so you know. So, so how do you guys decide? You know, you've you've gone to school for business. You decide school sucks. Um, <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, how do you decide? Like, okay, let's let's actually start doing. Let's do some some farming. Yeah. How does ranching. that all evolve? Like, how does that evolve? Because I'm sure you, who's never been around a farm, and you're like, hey, we should raise cattle. I'm sure that was an interesting conversation. Well, it was more of that. We tried different businesses and. The last one we were in was real estate, but this was, we're talking 2008, 2009. That was the worst time to be in real estate. estate. We were in real estate long before that. Yeah, but but it kind of at that point stopped. Collapsed down on us. We just were like, like, you know. Trying to make snowballs out of sand. Yeah. It was like, what do we do next? What do we do next? And, you know, meanwhile, as we're brainstorming, these cows are behind the house mooing at us and stuff. And it it ended up that um, Shane's family, we would always raise some cattle to share amongst his family Mm -hmm. each year. And it was in, I think, 2010, and we had some extra ones. So I threw it out on Facebook hey, and said, hey, interested? does anybody interested in beef? Well, this was when we had documentaries like Food, Inc. coming out oh, or yeah. Super, Size Super Size Me. Me. Yes, exactly. Did you see this chicken one? Yes, Super we watched that too. Did that one? That one was... <laughs> so it was like this kind of um, awakening for people about what was their food actually About looked like, like in factory the commercial farming system. Versus, yeah. yeah. So we had a huge response of just people we knew that were like, I want some beef and I want some beef. And we kind of went, Oh wait, maybe we have something right here that has been a hobby because it hasn't been a profitable thing, but we could turn it and make it a profitable thing. So when about was that? It was in 2010. So that's there. kind of when you decided, you know what, maybe there's something to this. Let's so, make so, a go of it. So what happened? So so that property that you see driving by, is that your property? Is that where you guys live? Mm-hmm. You're like, well, there's there's a house there. Yeah. Well, I know that, but I didn't how know much how much yeah. of that is you guys? Because that whole strip there is still very much like agricultural land, but there's a big chunk of it like to the north of you guys that looks pretty unused. 
for most of the year. Like, there's just a couple houses, but they have yeah. huge, huge open mm-hmm. lots. Originally, that uh, road was developed into five-acre lots, kind of ranchette-type lots. Mm-hmm. The people who purchased lots there originally never really did anything with it, but some of them built a home there. Yeah, that's and what So that's like what you see once okay. in a while is a five-acre lot that somebody has just held on to. Um, we have 15 acres right there. Um that my brother lives on the other end of the street, and he's got, I think, 70 acres there. My dad still has his property here in West Jordan. And then we have ranches outside of the Salt Lake. Yeah, I was going to say, because you guys don't raise all your cattle there it's anymore. Chris is always like, there's some place else. Like, I know there is. I'm like, yeah. there's no way they're raising all those cows there, because so, there's, there's dairy cows there. What's what's there? <laughs> right. What's there that you can see? Because you can see the cows. Is cows. That, dairy, well, those dairy are the cows. dairy cows. Those are the dairy. Yeah. And there's goats. We have dairy goats there, and we have dairy cows there. And uh, depending on the seasons in the summer, we have a lot of chickens and turkeys and pigs. So is that product you're selling now, the milk Mm -hmm. and all of those things? Yeah, you can go there and just buy it. Like, it goes out really fast. I was okay. Fresh. Can I say, though? So I so I went on. I I saw the banner on the side of your fence, and I was like, Babe, we got to we gotta go see. Like, I get on there. I'm like, oh, we can buy And it. he's our cook. I'm so like, I'm I don't, like, you do. I'm like, I don't even have to worry about our friends going in on a cow with us because I can just buy a share now. I can get an eighth of a cow, which is like as much as we need. Because well, for... originally you talked to us and we're like, yeah, we're in if you get some more info. Yeah, because I was looking at like Christensen Farms to maybe get like a like a half of a pig or – and I'm like, these guys are right down the street. Like, I would, I would love to support them. And so – and I like you. The, when the cow was ready to, pick, you know, for pickup had been processed. He was so excited. The email comes out, and it's like, <laughs> you know, maybe don't get there right at two when we open. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a Thursday, hey, right? Good, like, good for you, first of all, for reading for that reading. email. <laughs> it, I can't I'm, tell you how many people don't read the information. Oh, he reads. But I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, it was like a, it was like a Tuesday, and I'm like. It's Tuesday at two. Like I, cause I'm down the street. I'm like, I'll go right at two. There won't be anyone. It's a Tuesday. Like I could see on a Saturday, a Tuesday. He read two. it, but he didn't pay attention. I get, I get the, and there's a line like almost so all the way down home. to the roundabout. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, really? I mean, that's, that's it's good. Two o'clock in the we just came home and we're Tuesday. back on Thursday. And when I get there, I'm thinking all these people are there to pick stuff, pick up like their, their meat. No, 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 no. In fact, Hardly any of them were there for that. They were all there running into the store to get milk and eggs. I mean, that's right. When we went back, let's see. So we picked it up and we went back after we went to the market one day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And it, a so it was. Afternoon. It was like it was later, like it in was, the day. It was a while after and even opened. then, there were people just coming out with jugs and jugs and jugs of milk. And <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm like, what? Okay. So then I'm like looking around the store and I'm like. Oh, people come here a lot because you guys do raw milk and fresh eggs, and you have you have some meat there, but most of that you have to to, to buy the share, right? Yeah, we have. I mean, we have separate cuts of beef, pork, lamb. Um, sometimes we have chicken, depending on the time of the year. But um, milk is really raw milk is very popular because there's only us and like one other place. Say, there's not, like not very many places it. to get it. Yeah. So how did fine. you how did you get approval for that? that that's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a nuisance. Um, you have to go through all the state regulation, paperwork, inspections. And yeah, and then they come out all the time. Because you go to most other countries, you can get raw milk anywhere here in the United States for some reason. Yep, and the laws are um, different in each state. So, I mean, federally, you, it's illegal to have to take raw milk across, across state lines. Yeah. Um, and then some states, it's illegal. Some states, it's legal through a herd share. Some states, like California, you can buy it in a grocery store. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Here in Utah, it has to be sold 
by the producer at a location owned by the producer. So we can't have our milk like it's Smith's. So you have to come to our farm or we would have to have a location we own. Which is also like right across the street from Smith's, basically. We're pretty close. Oh, yeah. So that's, if, yeah. if you do go to Smith's and you want raw milk... Three three days a week, I think you guys yeah. are open. Yeah. You can go across the street and get your raw milk. <laughs> <laughs> All in one trip. And yep. So what? why the decision to do raw milk? Is it just because of the size? And you're like, well, we want to sell... We want to sell the raw milk. We think or you don't have to pasteurize it, and th- that whole mess. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot more to it than that. I mean, um, raw milk essentially is what people think pasteurized milk is which is a whole food full of good nutrients and minerals and vitamins. Once you pasteurize it, you not only kill any bad bacteria that's in that milk, but you also kill everything else. Wow. You can't that's pick and choose yeah. what you do with it. You got to well, add it all back in if you and want And then it. they add it back in synthetically. Right. And so nowadays doctors are linking a lot of problems to pasteurized milk. Mm-hmm. It's um, a good thing I don't drink milk. I only drink it if it's flavored with chocolate. <laughs> so raw milk is very healthy. Uh, that's what I grew up drinking. Um, Obviously, the shelf life is much shorter. So when people buy it, what, what kind of what's the shelf life? So it's not really much shorter. So uh, one thing to keep in mind is that milk, like any product, will stay good depending on how clean it is, right? So its bacteria content kind of determines its shelf life. Also, uh, how fast it gets cooled. So. Milk comes out of the cow, for example, at 102 degrees. That's a cow's body temperature. And we, the state law requires raw milk to be cooled to 40 degrees within two hours of coming out of the cow. And oh, that's fast. We're getting it down to 40 degrees in about five minutes. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. So our milk stays good for a really long time. So you're like sticking in a blast it, chiller? It yep. goes through an inline cooler right when it comes it? out of the cow. Do you filter it at all? Or yeah, for sure. It goes through yeah. a filter. Can you talk to uh, the people over at Real Salt Lake Stadium about cooling their beer lines? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you can cool the milk lines that are coming off the cattle, like... <laughs> we can do that with milk. We they can set you up. Beer, I mean, right? I know you can do it with beer, and they're really not doing a good job over yeah. at Salt yeah. Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we could make that happen. <laughs> One thing to think about, too, with with raw milk, because it's a, it's a real live food, it's not that it goes bad it's just that it ages and changes oh okay it has a life cycle yeah so it may get more sour than you like our milk tends to keep its sweet flavor for a long time but if it gets a little bit sour you can make yogurt you can make kefir you can bake with it there's lots of options does it have the yellowish tint to it yes and that's based on what our cows eat right well but we feed our cows only grasses sprouts hay this cow that's right yeah that's right <laughs> and you can I taste that, that show. I love it. We quote it all the time. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> My cousins went to that high school, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> not, not a brag. So, what was the what was the decision to do raw milk for you guys? Like, what was is just because you grew up with it, and you're like, we should be able to provide this to the community? Um, not necessarily. We, uh, I did grow up with raw milk. Drank raw milk. Um, when we kind of got our business rolling. We, the the um, initial sales that Kristen talked about was really just kind of like unexpected. And it grew so quickly that we started growing more of everything we have always done, more pigs, more chickens, and we would butcher them ourselves on our driveway. And it was very much a small grassroots operation. 
We were only open on Saturdays to begin with, and we would just back the cars out of the garage, and we had a few chest freezers in the garage, and people would show up, and pretty soon they were lined down the driveway, and so we're like, well, we probably better look at something else, and so... You know, we framed a building behind the house by ourselves, and then we outgrew that and added on to it. And so it just kept going. And as part of that, we had some friends who were doing raw milk in um, down near Mount Pleasant where we had a okay. ranch. Oh, yeah. And so because of the laws of the state and the different requirements, they wouldn't allow us to sell their milk at our store. So what we did was we worked a deal where we bought the cows and we owned half the dairy with them. That whole why buy the cows if you get the milk because they can't they won't let you have the milk so you had to buy the cow. Right, you own it. <laughs> so they ran the dairy and we owned the cows and then that allowed us to sell their milk at our store and that worked for a while. He uh, was not into farming or agriculture by trade and so after a few years of running a dairy he decided that really wasn't what he wanted to do. And one day, with really no notice at all, he showed up with a load of cows and said, I'm done. And you're like, uh, <laughs> let me put a fence up over here. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure so, these are yours. <laughs> so we started milking them, you know, just in the barn that we already had, but we couldn't obviously sell that milk. Right. Um, so th- that's when we started the process of building our own grade A dairy and getting that going. Took us a couple that, of years. That's there at, at your facility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right at our, our place here in West Jordan now. But you guys don't have any of those cool, like, big, giant, tall, silver dairy cylinders to hold milk. Yeah, the yeah, silos, the uh, silos. The, those are mainly are grain silos, yeah, and we don't feed grain, so. <laughs> but, like, the creamery in, like, uh, what is it, an Orem right on State Street? Oh. I thought you were talking about the beaver cream. No, right? no. But they've got one of those. I'm like, that's just for show. They don't use that for anything. <laughs> right. like, I do like the beaver creamery. They make good cheese. And then where they just expanded. and, and anyway. That's a nice facility. It's there. a very nice facility. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. How, so how many how many dairy cows do you guys have? And they're all at the farm over here in West Jordan? Right now they are all there. Uh, we're milking. So lactating dairy cows, we have about 60 that we're milking. <laughs> that's a lot of cows. And another about 25 The crazy thing is that's really small for a dairy. For dairy, Yeah, that's is. a small dairy farm. But, I mean, you know, doing it raw and also grass-feeding the cattle, which is important to us about what they eat, because not all raw milk is created equal. Um, you, you don't want to just go buy raw milk from somebody. You want to make sure you're asking questions and... You know, what are your cows eating? Do you test? Or, you know, what are your cleanliness procedures? That kind of stuff. Um, so that's important to us. And yeah, I don't know. We love so, it. It tastes better. It's so much healthier for you. It's, it's just an amazing just like, food. Well, we're just learning about water, doing the same thing with all the people that are just like on the water kick, like all the specialized water. And they're like, you've taken everything that actually yeah, it gives you the benefit of water. Like, water. I just drink from the tap, so like I'm not super fancy with my water. Like I like it to taste like something. So I I imagine it's that same thing. Everybody got to the point where they were making everything so pure that why are you even everything. why are you even drinking it or eating? It? It's not well, it's giving like, you any nutrition. It's like Aves. Yeah. We 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 maintain about 20 chickens, so very small for what we do. But for us, it's plenty. And when we have extras, we bring them over. There's a huge difference if you're oh, used yeah. to eating. I, yeah. the green eggs are my favorite color. I absolutely hate eating store-bought eggs now. Yeah, and so that same theory holds true with everything else in agriculture. So if you're used to getting it from a grocery store, it's not the same when you do it yourself. And are, are the eggs you guys sell from your farm as well? Or do you guys get those from yes, other Yes, yeah, some from our farm. And then we 
were out selling. We couldn't produce yeah. enough eggs, so we have a friend who raises them too. Hey, it takes, uses same feed and all that kind of stuff. I saw how many people bought eggs from you guys. I yeah. know that you'd have to have a heck of a lot of chickens. <laughs> it's and it's not until you have either your own eggs or eggs like farm fresh eggs that you realize, oh my gosh, eggs actually have a flavor. They actually them. have they have a different color too. Also that well, yeah, ours, like, not yeah. that not just the outside but the, the inside, inside is, is like so much different, so dark. Yeah, the first time I ever broke one open, I was like, well, the first time I, it was his so our neighbors used to have chickens until someone complained which was really annoying it really annoyed me because i'm like it's by our fence why do you care where their chickens are when their coop is by our fence but anyway so we watched them one time and they paid us an eggs and i op- i cracked the egg open i was like i have never seen an egg that dark and then the next one was too and i'm like all right trust them and then they were yeah, so good fresh eggs we get i mean they They're vary so in color and mm-hmm. size and but they don't bleach them and all of the horrible things that they do to get them to the grocery store. Yeah, they're amazing. And so we've had chickens for oh, probably 10 or more years. As long as we've been back friends again. And so the, so right now, unfortunately, our flock's really doing crappy. So we've had to buy eggs a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ugh. Did you start new chickens yet? No, they're going to be my spring. Spring. I don't want to start them right so, now because it's too cold. It's but too cold. We're probably yeah. going to just. KSL, what's left of them in the spring. It's funny because he gets them from people who get them through the rough part and then they're like, they're not making any eggs. And so they're like, do you want they're our six chickens? months old. I haven't gotten yeah. any eggs yet. So on them. Most <laughs> of them. That's awesome. We, we, the last four or five years, we've bought very few, if any, chickens because we have neighbors that see us do, oh, we're going to do chickens. And they keep them. They get, they, they've had them like six, seven months. Now. They're not laying. We're done with them. And I'm like, Okay, we'll take him because you're like just about yeah, there. At that you're spot. giving up just short <laughs> hey, of one. Year. Fine with me. That's easy. If you get them when they're six, seven, eight months old, that's perfect. Then I don't have to watch them when they're babies, the chicks, or... and all of that kind of stuff. And they're ready to lay, and that's when they're easy. So yeah, we get a lot of chickens. Uh, a guy you worked with gave us a couple. Okay, but ones. that's because they bought a house, and they the people had... that had the house were like, "Here's you keep the chickens. We don't want them." It was funny. His he sent his daughter to go pick him up, and they were. She's in like a. She's in like a dress coming from work. work. And they were were afraid of them. And so they made her chase them around. (laughs) She's just like grabbing the chickens. chickens, She knows how to handle chickens. But she goes back there. She's like, I'm here to get them. And they're they're both like, okay, you're going to have to go back there and get them. She's like, really? She's all dressed up. She's like, all right. She just walks back there. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. But it's funny. People who've not been around chickens. It's so funny to me to see people be scared of chickens. But it is. People are scared of chickens if you've not been around them. I think yeah. it's fair to say we're all afraid of what we don't know that or understand. True. That is true. Yeah. So, so you guys have goats as well on the farm, right? Yes, we have also goat milk. I know you do because I've had a goat yell at me when I pulled up one. <laughs> he, was, he was talking to the goat. I get out of the car. Uh, he and gets just... out faster than I do. So by the time I get out, he was talking. I'm like, you know, I wasn't out of the car. I can't hear you. He's like, I'm not talking to you. He's over there talking to a goat. <laughs> the goats are like the prima donnas of the farm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're the princesses. They're very, very tall. I, like, I really like goat cheese. Yeah. Goat milk's really good, full of anti-inflammatories, too. Goat milk's better for you than cow's milk. It can be easier for people to digest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you make any products, or is it it's just the milk, or do you get into making... We separate cream when we have extra milk and sell just raw cream, and then we also make butter when we have extra cream, mostly like, in the summertime. Yeah, that's like twice a year, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I see how many people buy your milk. I don't think you guys have lots of extra. Yeah, you're Holy right. Cow. We don't. I was, I, I'm still blown away because I'm like, oh, it's two in the afternoon on Tuesday. Like, it's time to be busy. <laughs> and the fact that it wasn't people picking up meat, because, I mean, clearly you had a whole bunch of cattle that were ready to be picked up, but 
Um, yeah, that was insane. So getting to the meat. Oh, go ahead. Were you done? I'm sorry. No, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I was so going to talk about because I know there's a lot of crazy laws in this country, in particular with with cattle, with beef, and processing of beef, and like how you have to have it butchered and who you have to go through. And I know the laws are different when you have like a, like a share, like you guys do where you're selling a share of the cow versus like if you're selling it as a packaged beef product, can you talk us through some of that? Cause I know it's insane. They're, they're like, Where do we <laughs> yeah, start? You know, that's really the question is how much do you want to know? I mean, we, I guess we can talk to what we do. Yeah. yeah, what, yeah Cause that's what, that's what we care about. Sure. Yeah. It, it, so, the laws are basically written, you have to conform to certain laws based on how you're selling your product. So if you can think of who your customer is, that's the law you have to follow. In the case of an end consumer like us, um, you have to get uh, your your facility approved, and then they come for frequent inspection. Also, in our case, we do our own meat cutting. So, oh, okay. Do you have to have a facility for that yeah yeah i'm sure they're not happy with that. you doing your garage anymore no <laughs> probably doesn't fly. yeah we didn't do it we, did, we never did it in the garage but when we <laughs> when we got to a certain point one of the things we noticed on our business side is that we didn't like things we didn't have control over so we were meticulous about how we raised our animals on behalf of our customers who wanted them that way and so did we but then we turn them over to a butcher shop and give them instructions and it doesn't always come back that way and sometimes, and this happens a lot in the industry, you don't even know for sure if you're getting your own meat back. Right. That's insane. And that was a very big problem for us. And so we went to work on setting up our own meat shop. So that's what we have now. So we raise all the animals ourselves, we cut the meat ourselves, and we sell it right there on site. So it's a little bit unique in the sense that it never leaves our place until it goes home with So your customer. meat shop is there on site as well? It is. It's oh, right wow. next to the store in the same building. So oh. when you're going to butcher the cattle, you bring them from the different locations and it's all done right there? Uh, yeah, all the meat cutting is done right there. So we do hams, bacons, our own curing. We have a big commercial smokehouse, um, sausages, so all that kind of stuff. So do you yourself do the butchering or do you have somebody? We have some employees that help us with that, that in there, yeah. That's Could a that's the kids a skill. get in on any of that? Yeah, Alpine's helped a little bit in the butcher <laughs> shop. Yep, grinding. It's good. The grinder. It's good to oh learn my that gosh. stuff. The ASMR for grinding meat is so cool. So he makes sausage and when <laughs> and he likes to go buy like the big... The, and he cuts it up and then I help him like grind the meat, but the, the sound, sound it sounds really cool. <laughs> I, just, I, I mean, we don't do a ton of it, but he makes his own. Yeah, I do home, I do homemade sausage, but it's not at the, it's you like know, it's, it's five like, to ten pounds of pork butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, Good but like you. the sound of it doing it because he's like, I, like why buy it? I know that it's coming from at least one animal because I bought it as one animal and packaging it as one animal and, so how often do you do uh, the pigs, the cows, the different things that you Lambs. process? Like once every, a year, twice week. a year? Yeah, we, we're killing every week. All the time. Oh, constantly. Year yeah, round. yeah. even like the meat shares, we offer those at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. Oh. So if somebody if somebody's interested, they don't have to wait till spring. No, or, go to the no. go to the website and they'll have them up when they're available. Yeah, and the, it tastes significantly different. Oh, I'm sure it does. Like significantly different. The first time he didn't even tell me that he had used the new meat, and I was like, "This, you're like this tastes different than you usually did." And he said, "I just used the first pound of meat, and it's 
so much richer. It changes the whole flavor. It's yeah. so good. I say the coloring is different. Oh, the yeah. smell is different. Oh yeah. Um, there's so much that's different than grocery store meat. Yeah. So do you use every part of it? We use every part of it. There's so much regulation. So we use everything we are allowed to use. So what about the things you're not well allowed to sell? What do you do with that? Do you have to dispose of it? Can you use it in yeah, other ways? Yeah. So um, the one thing we don't do is that just again because of the regulation that you asked about, we can we're set up and licensed to do all of the butchering, but what we're not allowed to do is the actual harvesting, so the killing of the animal. So we take the live animals out to a USDA inspected facility. And they? They kill them. They skin them and gut them. And then we bring the, the whole carcasses back to our aging coolers. We dry age them there, and we do everything else on our own. So to answer your question better, there are things at the kill floor that stay there. That they don't, the inspectors don't allow us to have. You have back. to, you have to keep it there. Right. Gotcha. Or yeah. they have regulation, like if we want the intestines or something, it has to be bleached in order for us to have. And we you don't basically have, have to defile to it in yeah. order to keep it mm-hmm. based on regulation. Because I know, like, if you want tripe, you have to bleach right, the tripe. Yeah. I know absolutely every part of of an animal is and can be used in some way or another. Right. Oh yeah, that's sure. I mean the tongue is a delicacy. The, we do sell tongue. The and, heart, I mean, the liver. It's all important of that. to us too because so much effort goes into raising this animal and that if we're going to kill an animal, we want to use as much of it as we possibly can. I don't want any of it to go to waste. Right. You know So you guys do take everything that they'll let everything you that we take. can. We do, yeah. Yeah. So tongue, heart, liver, what else? Uh, the tails, the kidneys, uh, the cheeks. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. What about, the, meat is really what about good. the skins? Do you guys ever keep no, those? No, not the hide. We could. I mean, that's an option, but that's a whole different yeah. thing. Yeah, that's like up to tanning. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to tan where you're selling meat. That's not Oh, that's smell. You, that, that's a smell. You, once you've smelt tanning hides, that's something you'll never forget. <laughs> so I'm assuming then that that they take it and process what's left. I would assume that the. It used to be that there was a market for that. Um, there's a company in the state called Coonies that would pick up all of that, what they call offal, and they would grind it up and sell it back to mink farmers, hide, hide farmers of any kind, fox and dog. And that, well, and that dog food uses certain, doesn't, well, I could be wrong. Yeah, I can't I speak know. to dog I food. Know. I don't really know that answer. I, know. I um, know that, yeah, I mean, feed of some sort. We have those. a couple of mink farms here in Utah. Mm-hmm. There's there's still a good handful of them. Are yeah. there? Yeah. We're right where I grew up, there's still a mink farm the right ones here that in West didn't Jordan. Get wrecked by COVID. COVID really destroyed some of those mink farms. Like, they weren't doing it that great before then either. Yeah, we, but we, no, but I mean like the the mink got COVID yeah. and a lot of them died. Like devastated a couple of those mink farms here in the state. I was just surprised that we had mink in Utah when I found out. We got a lot. That's weird. Yeah, we used to have a lot of so, farms. So do you sell like the bones for dogs? Can you, or is we that? We actually sell the bones for people. Mm-hmm. So do them. Yeah. yeah you a can lot use we have dogs, some, but we have some in our freezer. Yeah. I just, I mean, well, I just used our turkey to make bone broth, but mm-hmm. we sell so many bones for broth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and their wage. Okay, this is what's crazy, guys. So even if you buy it piecemeal at their shop, it's still cheaper than what you're going to find at the grocery store most of the time. It's insane. For a comparable product, for yeah. sure. And yeah. like when you buy it as a share of the actual animal, like I think the average cost, I think it came out to right around like seven bucks a pound mm-hmm. for all the beef that we have. You cannot find beef in the grocery store for seven bucks a pound hamburgers getting up there to like just ground beef and when you get ground beef at the grocery store who knows how many cows that came from right but it's right. like you know that's five six bucks a pound for ground chuck 
and you get everything for like seven dollars a pound. It's a really amazing price. Okay, so let's say let's say somebody does want to be part of it. Kind of, how does that work? What do you mean, part of it? To buy like a share. To a buy share. a share. Um, yeah. yeah, we just have uh, options on our website. You can do it in the store too. But basically, we offer an eighth, a quarter, a half, or a whole. And someone just puts a deposit down to hold their portion. It helps us know how many we're gonna animals we need to take in, and then that's it. We we, we take care of everything else. They pick it up on the date specified, and and then do you home. say what you want? No, we do kind of a standard based on the best cuts that we get off of the cattle that we raise. So we don't do a lot of custom stuff. We we had options for that before, but then Just, with COVID, things went nuts, and it really hasn't slowed down much since then. So One of our limiting factors busy. right now is the same as most businesses, where we are just having a really hard time finding help, employee help, that <laughs> is helpful. Reliable. For lack of a better word, yeah, <laughs> right. that, that actually is worth having. And so we've we've had to streamline a lot of those things. Um, I mean, the nice part about having our own shop is we can cut whatever we want. Right. But at the same time, when you start cutting everything everybody wants, pretty soon now it takes twice as long to cut a beef as it would otherwise. So, so we're not doing a lot of custom right now. Gotcha. Okay. And, and I'll tell you, like having bought an eighth, it's a variety of everything. It was so that was my question. Yeah. We try and do a mixed eighth, so. I got so you're like getting a little roasts, bit of every kind of cut. A whole bunch of ground beef, a bunch of different steaks, soup bones, short ribs, like stew meats. So that comes with an eighth. Is a half well, or a quarter pretty much the same thing? Quarter just is the same, more that, but of doubled. It. Yep, yeah. just double it. So yeah. it's just all, and then the half, same thing, just more yeah. of it. Yeah, with a half okay. or a whole, there'll be some, what, brisket in there. Um, um tenderloins yeah. are more prevalent that way. It's hard to get, I mean, there just isn't eight tenderloins yeah. off of beef, and right. so a lot of the eights aren't gonna get one, yeah, but for sure tenderloins, tenderloins, like skirt steaks, like, flank steaks, yeah. those sorts those of things. Those aren't in there. Yeah, yeah, those, those are harder to get when you're in the so those are yeah. Those are if you're a half or above. And picture. that's been kind of the problem before when we would do custom because someone would order a custom half or whatever, and I'd say, okay, what do you want? And they're like, well, I want like 20 pounds of tenderloin, and I want, <laughs> they're many. like, that's not a half a cow. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, so people don't understand and how cow the how the how, carcass is yeah, like how, what you actually get you can only work with yeah. what you got you, it's you not like manufacturing furniture or something. <laughs> just I, want cut the six, shape out. I want six back straps <laughs> which right? is which is why by the way if you go buy tenderloin in the grocery store it costs an arm and a leg exactly. because true. there's not a lot of tenderloin yeah. on a cow yeah. and and that's why there's proportionally there's a lot more ground beef because there's just a lot of parts of the cattle that are not tender they're not yeah. suitable for a steak well and when you're roast. i mean even when you are cutting to trim down to a steak all that stuff that you trim off is great for ground beef exactly yeah, right. right well that's that's where you get the fats that you want mm -hmm. so that it's not too lean so all of that stuff you're cutting away yeah mm -hmm. oh man that ground so beef is so, so good too. it is good can you I actually have some of my leftover dinners tonight so can you give kind of a, a price range or is that more of a bulk oh, pricing yeah. right now is right there at i think it's we're 690 a pound mm -hmm. 699 we we just do a finished packaged price um stand usually ranches will offer it on like what the hanging weight is which is before the cut and wrap right but people it can be confusing because you know your hanging weight may be something but then after it's all said and done and packaged you've lost quite a bit. so many pounds right. the problem there is it's nobody's confusion. the ranchers aren't cheating anyone no. but consumers don't understand right I it's just a matter a of video ignorance about that recently like and then because you can like have somebody own part of the cow and then there's a different rate, but then it still has to be, sl it, he, 
he was basically saying everything's exactly the same except for ownership. It's processed the same and all of that. But he like broke out all of the pricing and yeah. that was really interesting. It just like, gets the, confusing the for the average cost. consumer. Right. Yeah. To, so, yeah. so, so how much is, how much, how many pounds are like in an eight? So an eight to 70 pounds times 699 a pound. Mm-hmm. And it's like four, I can't remember. Four, four hundred something. Yep. Like that. So, uh, that was a while ago. Yeah, uh, it's well he worth it. He came home with two great big huge boxes, and he's like, "We gotta get this in the freezer." <laughs> so it's worth it. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming it's all similar with like the pigs, kind of uh, yes. a similar yep. concept. Right? Uh, can you? What do you do on the pigs? Like a half? Or? We do half. We do and halves whole. and holes. Because I was gonna say you can't really eat yeah. the pig. And then no. you have an option to do either uh, cured, so you get bacon, you get hams, you get sausage, things like that, or we do a fresh option, which means just, we don't touch. It's just the pork. Straight cuts. So you get pork belly, you get ground pork, things like that. But they both come with like chops and roasts and. Yeah. We also, a lot of our customers are either older or single or for different reasons don't want that much. Even an eighth is a lot for them. And so that's why we sell individually in the store. Mm-hmm. So. so the individual, could somebody go to the store anytime and get that? Or yeah. is, is, so there's the all three days they're open. Yep. They're open yeah. Three days. Well, yeah. But, but I mean, it's not like a special order. They have a whole no. wall. No. But no. it's, it's also the wall not, of meat. Yeah. They don't, <laughs> all, they don't always have everything in the store. I've noticed. Yeah. And you have to get we, there we, before the we line. prioritize our bulk order customers. They get. Yeah. So okay. we always are cutting for bulk orders, and we're trying to stock stuff in the store, but we give the bulk order priority. And you guys, you guys have other stuff too. Like you do lambs, but you don't do nearly as, as many lamb, right? Lambs, that's not a proper word. But lambs just shoot. not quite as popular in Utah, so which is good. a shame. I really like. It's lamb. not as popular in the U.S. overall. Yeah. Right, right. Lamb's amazing. Do you have your own sheep then for that, or do you? Yeah, we have in the past raised a lot of our own sheep. Uh, we are currently working with a, another friend of ours who has a lot more land than we do pasture land. And so one unique thing about our sheep, if you've had lamb before, is that there, most people don't know there are wool sheep and there are hair sheep. Mm-hmm. So just like there are dogs that need to be sh- trip, right. trimmed and there are dogs that shed. And the dogs that need to be, uh, well, let me just get back to lambs. The, the hair lambs don't have the lanolin. Because of the wool, they have hair instead of wool. So they don't have to be sheared, and their meat is very much more mild. Mm, and so those are the good. sheep that we raise, and it's very tasty. If you've ever had lamb or mutton, and it was strong-flavored and greasy, that's why. That's why. Oh, I didn't know that. Also, most people don't know how to cook mutton. So Very true. <laughs> so it's not very good. But most like, people don't know how to cook meat at all. That's true. That is that's true. true. All These guys are well pretty done. good at it. <laughs> they, we, do, we do a lot of we do the barbecues and it's mostly at our houses, and then that means that we provide the meat, and then everybody brings the sides. So yeah, we, I trust yeah. these guys, but yeah. we, we smoke a lot of meats and cook a lot of meat. Anyway, yeah. So, um, sheep, pig, cattle, cow is your main meats, or is that is that we we yeah, have always, except for this year, raised a lot of chickens. Um, five or six thousand meat chickens a year. So meat aside chickens. Aside from the laying hens. So same uncle, same, same family. They have the chick, or they have chicken farms like you saw in the chicken. Yes. Like, like Tyson yeah, buildings they, and theirs stuff. Is, theirs isn't Tyson. It doesn't matter. They, 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 yes. Uh, and so they have eight coops. Each coop probably holds twenty to thirty thousand chickens. Wow! So giant factory farms, massive. Yeah. However, their meat chicken. It's funny. So a couple of a couple of the pens they set up for the feet because the chicken feet are really big in like China. But it's so weird the way they have to, they can't have like any bruise or anything, so they have to put this special floor down for them. Uh, anyway, those chickens are so fat 
They're the ones that can barely walk. They can't right. stand up. Like me, chickens. We did. When I remember, this is the the, the craziest thing. When I was in in high school, our biology lab did chickens every year and they injected them with the same kind of hormones they do on farms chicken holy cow it took like four weeks and these freaking chickens couldn't even stand up anymore because they yeah. were just so top heavy so are yours meat chickens like that or are they yes but we do a we, slow yeah. growing cornish not cross the... <laughs> yeah they're not we don't that feed big them the yeah. same no thing. you're not injecting them with Anabolic no. steroids. No, there, I don't, don't think anybody actually injects. No. I mean, I in defense of commercial farms, no, 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 I don't think don't. anybody yeah. does that anymore. But the type of feeds you're giving them, mm-hmm. hot feeds, will make them still grow in four to five weeks. It's pretty amazing. So that's obscene. So the way this, the way this yeah. works, I may have talked about it on one of my last visits. Uh, but anyway, the, the food and the water are all suspended from the ceiling mm-hmm. and it comes down to where the chickens can just reach it. And as they grow, they raise the food so the chickens have to reach a little bit farther and a little bit farther. And then the dead ones, like, and, and that's somebody's job is to go through and pull out the dead ones and they lose, I don't know, two, three hundred a day, something like that. Wow, sir. So they go through and they take out the dead ones. But yeah, the food raises, but the mixture of the food, so, so the, the producer who owns the, the chickens, the, the farmer does the work, but they provide all the food the mixture and they tell the farmers this is what you feed them and when and how much and it's like very it's, it's all yeah. very very regulated yeah. and very yep. scientific so that they get the absolute most bird and they're only uh, I want to say not in six weeks or right around six mm-hmm. weeks right. is when you yeah, about a month yeah. and a half. Because yeah. if yeah. you let them get to where they start laying eggs, they're no good. Once a chicken lays eggs, I mean, it's still good, but they, it's Yeah, meat not... chicken would never get to that point. You're talking yeah. 20 weeks to lay eggs there. Yeah. They're yeah. never Usually they get now. too fat and they'll just die or yeah. they'll have a heart attack, heart attack or whatever. And yeah. Or they crush their own lungs. Right. Or, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's weird. It's so crazy. It's weird. It's, it's, it's cool seeing those pens and walking in them and it's like, holy cow. <laughs> and you guys, you guys sell other stuff in your store too. I, I, I did remember going in there. Like you have fish that you pull down from like Alaska, I think. Yeah. Um, we have some friends that fish up there. And then you, you guys have other local stuff as well. Like you have, uh, as an Abigail's oven uh-huh. that's in yeah, there. Yeah. Sourdough. Yeah. It's, that's not you guys though, right? It's not. Okay. No. I mean, we, we have the meat, the milk, the eggs. Um, but then I've tried to kind of curate almost like a mini farmer's market in our store and just pull in lots of local products or things that we use that we really like. Um, and so yeah, we have Abigail's oven bread that comes fresh we have um locally locally made yogurt mm-hmm. it's fantastic um that milk so, honey yogurt is so do you good do like your own vegetables and stuff in the summer yeah sometimes so you will sell depending on this year last year and this year have been horrible for my garden so yeah so uh i'm i'm what you call a green architect so i studied green architecture when i was in college back in the late 1900s but i'm one of the few that actually did it like i built a greenhouse and i built a, a wind generator to run my chicken coop and all that. so i'm re- like i think that's it's just a hobby but i really anyway so originally much to my wife's dismay all of the flower beds i turned into gardens because mm-hmm. well, you can't eat flowers so like all of our however it looks nice i mean well you put a lot of your squash out front which makes really pretty big flowers so so we do all this stuff this year i i got next to no squash i got like one zucchini which is unheard of like my potatoes did okay you didn't get any corn either the corn weevils got all so i got i got maybe a hundred ears of corn but i plant 
like rows and rows and rows of corn because I'm on a half acre. Uh, anyway, did you guys have a decent garden year? This year was a hard garden year. I mean, over the years we've gotten better at knowing what types of things to use preventatively in order to not have those kinds of pests. But this this year was harder. It was rough. It, it didn't hit us nearly as bad as it sounds like it hit you. But it, the corn, yeah, it was the corn. Rough. He's also not a professional. No, but but I <laughs> no, but I've had a garden for probably twenty years. Yeah. You're a professional, um, man. Your garden didn't do. No, my garden was terrible this year. That great this year. I think we got some potatoes and a cucumber or something. Yeah, yeah my potatoes did okay, but they're potatoes. They're kind of hard to. But yeah, very few. My peppers all were garbage. Was it one know. of the one of the nieces? You were complimenting her on her garden. Where does she live? Because her garden used oh, to live. Oh, down crazy. in down in Linden area, I think. I guess her garden was crazy. Yeah, she I don't did know. a good job. So do you have a sizable garden, or is it more like? Manageable for you guys, but not not a real farm farm. Yeah, we don't yeah. have a big market garden. It's probably oh, I don't know, quarter acre or something. Oh, like okay. That. Yeah. We've, I mean, so you're not running like a tractor plowing no. fields. And, saying, and no. we've had vegetables in the past, but we find that when people come to our farm, that they're coming, they're they're thinking about meat or animal milk. meat and milk. Yeah, so we don't sell a ton of produce. Apples, my apples did good. Do you want produce? Go down, That's go down the road to Luke's place yeah, over at Kim, Farmer Kim. Luke or uh, Schmidt's in Schmitz West Jordan. Schmidt's does a good job. Oh, really? Yeah. Like they have a lot of good produce too. Both Luke and uh, Ryan Schmidt are good friends of yeah. ours. And oh, so we've had Luke on the show a couple of times. Chris, yeah. Chris actually helps him do the recordings for his. He didn't ask me this year. Hey, right? He must have found oh. someone else. Oh, for yeah. That. Well, he was talking about just getting his own. Yeah, so, anyway, yeah he might have finally invested, but, but yeah. Yeah, we've had him on the show a couple of times. He's amazing. He's such a nice guy. He's so smart. So smart, like. Not that you think a farmer's dumb by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, there's a stereotype but for farmers. There is, but yeah. he's got a he's got like a his college degree, and he's very intelligent. So wh- when we've had him on the show, he starts talking, and it's not what you think. So of. all of you small <laughs> farmers around the the valley talk to each other and know each other fairly well. Yeah, there's a... Do you have farm club? It's kind of like fight club. We c- kind of, yes. Don't talk about it, though. It's there's... the real FFA. <laughs> Farmers there's fight these, club. Um, it's a mother-daughter that um, are in Cedar City, and they have a farm called Red Acre Farm, Sarah and Simbria Patterson, and they are fantastic, and they started um, an organization called Red Acre Center, which focuses on small ag in Utah. Because there's, of course, the Utah Dairy Association and, you right. know, Farm Bureau. Farm Bureau. And that, they kind of take all the big ag, you know, and there's all of us little guys who are just trying to make way. And Sarah and Simbria have helped further raw milk bills, That's awesome. you know, and pass laws. Well, because you guys um, are above a hobby farm. Yeah. But you're not like, you're not big ag. And big ag doesn't like us. They'll actually fight against things that we're trying to get through. You know, like we just wanted to be able to sell cream and raw cream was illegal and raw butter up until a couple of years ago when we were able to finally get that bill passed. The concept of that being illegal. It's it's because they they don't make that stuff. And so they want to keep it out of the market because it's competition. Right. Oh, no, I get why. It just seems so strange. So, yeah. So that's where kind of Red Acre Center has come in. They've done a fantastic job of, of kind of creating this space for all of the small ag people. They do a Utah Farm and Food Conference in January down in Cedar City. Um, and you can come learn about gardening. And but it's a great can, place to connect, awesome. essentially, yeah, with to just connect all the small with each farmers. Other. Awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, do you know Knight Family, honey? No, I don't know. So he's, there, he's kind of the same thing. He, 
he's so I have bees too. Um, and some years they do great, some years they don't. Uh, but he used to be in Lehigh, but he moved down farther south. He's got hundreds and hundreds of hives, but he's very similar with anybody who really wants to know. He'll sit down with people, he'll help them, he'll talk about yeah. the. So it kind of, kind and of. And we have found that with the other small producers is everyone's really kind and helpful. And it's not like a competition because honestly, we've talked about it. We can't feed everybody. No. I mean, we're selling a ton of milk right now, but at some point, like, we just can't add more cows. Well, and you're, I mean, so, you guys are, you guys are feeding the community around you. Like, right. You're not in right. competition well, necessarily with someone. Yeah, you want more, more farms to pop up to feed the community around them. Exactly. Right. That's ideal. Exactly. Farmer Luke's in Riverton, so I actually live just down the road, down from, the road from Farmer Luke. Um, but he's very much a vegetable. Yes. And growing. And he's got meats, but he's not. Again, I think people go there thinking of vegetables, right. and mm-hmm. so he doesn't sell as much meat. So you guys are in a perfect position where mm-hmm. it's it's just to your own benefit to help each other, because right. he's got one, you've got the other, but but by working together. Well, and really, I mean, there's not a lot of space. I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, you know, 56, you guys had to give up some land for 56 to, to be pushed all the way across there. And I remember even 20 years ago, Bacchus Highway went from Magna to Harriman and there was literally nothing between the two. Right. And now there's houses on both sides of the road yep. pretty much the whole way. I remember when none of this existed. Yeah. You had right. Magna, you had the dump, and then you had like Butterfield Canyon and that was it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and now there's houses the whole way between. Yeah. And it's it, so there is a lot less farmland and you see more and more of that land, like, I mean, right behind Jeremy. I mean, he's on the backside of Pe- the actual Peterson farm, those alfalfa yeah. fields for years. And what was it? Three years ago, four years ago, they, they just sold. plowed them all. He died. They sold off the land. They plowed them all and they put up million dollar homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was at the, I, when we bought the house, that's part of why we bought the house. I'm on half an acre and there's nothing but farmland behind me. Well, now there's Walmart. There's these million dollar homes there. And it's like, and it's just, it's all totally closed around so finding finding small local farms i mean that was one of the things that was so big about like oh these guys are right down the street i know the cattle aren't raised here for the the meat like there's there's no way (laughs) no there's no way (laughs) i'm like they might get brought here and like they finish them with feed here i don't even know if you guys actually no we don't no they stay at the ranch yeah because if you guys have a a separate place where they have to go get you know slaughtered uh, i can't imagine that they're 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 being finished there. So. so where's your where's your property? I know Tooele's got a lot of property kind of out by the airport's got a fair amount of property. We're a little more spread out than that. So we have property down in San Pete County in oh. Mount Pleasant. Okay. And then uh, my parents still have a lot of land down in, in uh, Bayo by St. George. Okay. Yep. And then... Um, there's, in this valley there is just not that no. Yeah, oh, you can't raise beef cattle here. Well, there was one up on the hill there um, right above you guys. And there were horses and stuff up there, a whole bunch of land, and I think he sold a lot of that off or whoever owned it, because it looks like now they're starting to develop on well, some no, of that. So over by the district by me in Riverton, on the on the other side, that used to be cattle. Yeah, that like, was all Not cattle. that long ago, like six, seven years ago, yeah. there was a whole big cattle farm out there, and now it's a bunch of apartments and like a Best Western Hotel. Uh, I don't know, but it was all cattle along there, right, right along Bangor, Um yeah, yeah, that's all gone now. Yeah. Well, and I think the difference when you guys talk about the community that you're in is none of you are trying to take over anybody else's. You're not you know, trying to take the big, over. The big, big ag is like they're, they're, you know, this is our, you know, we're going to keep taking over. And you guys are just like, no, we're, 
feeding this area. We're doing this thing that we can do. And so you guys are much more willing to help other people because you don't need to take over anybody else's. And sometimes you need help. And Mm -hmm. it's more of that neighbor feel. And like Chris said, we'd much rather support that neighbor feel, that local you know, give the money to you guys instead of give the money to somebody, you know, wherever they right. are to, you know, pay well, for like another Peterson's. jet. What I've done with Peterson's is I'll get his vegetables, uh, his squash and stuff, and then I'll actually keep the seeds and plant right out of his. <laughs> and I, awesome. I told him that when he was on the show. And he's like, well, that's good for you. And I'm like, I'm sorry to tell you that. I only, <laughs> But I buy your squash because it's so good, and then I'll keep the seeds, yeah. dry them out, and I'll plant them the next year. <laughs> Yeah, and it, I mean, commercially, it's, it's sad if you follow the food to see how much the farmer actually gets oh, paid so at the end of nothing. it. We love the, it's why the market. It's, yeah, yeah, it's just, I mean, there's so many subsidies for farmers because they just can't make a living selling what they raise. But ultimately, our food cuts has to come from somewhere. It does. It's, it's gotta be raised or you can't synthetically make wheat. Well, I mean, you can synthetically try. make stuff, but. Uh, yeah. I, I would much rather pay people like you directly to have cancer and because i mean like i said like ground ground beef's a really good example like you go to the grocery store and you buy ground beef and most grocery stores especially if you go like walmart who knows how many cattle that is there's a reason that we have such strict laws when it comes to importing of beef from other countries because of the dangers of what happens with ground beef when you mix like 300 cattle together into a big vat uh and it's not as good like, right, yeah. it's not even just that it's grass fed, although there is a very big difference. <laughs> you can really taste it in the beef when you're eating it, but it's, you know, at least you know how the cow was raised. Yeah. You know, I don't need to know its name. Like that's, <laughs> I'm not Portlandia. Well, weird, I was, but... I was even just talking to my boss. He went hunting a little while ago and got an elk and, and, oh, you is know, he going to give me some steaks? I... No. Um, <laughs> but like, I love animals too. And like, I don't want to like, I, I, I couldn't be the one that killed, but he's like, are you okay to look at this? I was like, as long as there's like no guts or whatever. Yeah. Like I want to see it. Like it's, I know that you guys are taking it. His family, it was his brother. Like he's like, there's only one brother missing and we were all together and we all were all processed it together. And like, this is a memory thing. And I'm like, and I know that you guys are all going to take a part of it and you're all, you know, you're going to process it. You're going to eat it. And so, I don't feel bad. That that was Seattle. That restaurant we went to in Seattle, where the the cow of the oh week was Bertha. Like seriously, like <laughs> she came to the table and she was like, she told us about the cow and its name and where. But it, was it, raised. it was actually out back. Like they they have it out back and they slaughter it and everything. But so they tell you like. Right now, this this meat is so and so, and this is who you're gonna that's get. Like you, you had a real connection to that's, your food. Oh, no. right was, there. That's Seattle for you. <laughs> it was funny. It, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't quite like the the Mediterranean restaurant in Salt Lake that was slot, literally slaughtering the goats. Oh out yeah, behind did the you restaurant. hear about that? No, they this was there was a few years ago. Some guy. I think it was like a Lebanese restaurant, and he was literally slaughtering the goats out behind the like restaurant. Out in the back, in the, in the alley. <laughs> so really fresh, I guess. <laughs> Re- also really illegal. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why he got shut down. Like, <laughs> so, so what's on the horizon? What, what, what's the five to ten year? Where do you want to be? Where are you heading with it? Oh, that's honestly, it's a little overwhelming to think about at the moment because we business has just been so busy. Um, which is good, but it's, it's, I don't know. We're just barely keeping up with it. It feels like at the moment. So yeah. If you take away some of the challenges that have come up just in the past few years, like the expense of things, I mean, our costs are up 
just astronomical compared to what they have been right. in the past. And labor, the labor component is a big problem. But outside of that, if, if you're asking my hopes and dreams, yep. I, I would love to have more things inclusive on our farm, like making yogurt, raw yogurt, raw ice cream would be amazing. Making yeah. cheese. Making raw cheese. We'd love to have a cheese cave. Um, One thing we thought would be awesome would be to have some sort of a cafe, you know. Like a little deli right there at the yeah. farm that only uses our products. Mm-hmm. Right. In the summer, it's all our fresh veggies and our fresh meats. Only and barbecue or yeah, smoke. things or... like that that we do right here in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, those things great. to me would well, be really fun. So going back to the, the beaver creamery, that's how they've evolved. Because I don't have you ever been to the the creamer creamery and beaver? I've yeah. been going there since I was a okay. little kid. So it used to be that dumpy little place, yeah, right. Like back behind, and it's just evolved. I have really fond memories of that dumpy little yeah. place. I I know it. <laughs> That's very the only well. one I haven't been to. The new one I've only been to the to dumpy the dumpy little, little place. place. Yeah. Yeah, the new one's amazing, but but they started in that little like barely better than mm-hmm. a yeah. shed. Right. I mean, yeah. but. But that's how they evolved. Is is they just kind of kept growing it because now they've got that restaurant in there, and they're 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 making stuff from yeah. That one's owned by the the DFA, which is a huge organization. A so yeah. they have funds to pull that off. Wow. It's a little bit different than a right. small family farm, but well, it's drastically different <laughs> right. than a small family farm. But nevertheless, yeah, the concept. So we got we got one more question for you guys, and we'll let you tell everyone where to find you. Um, you're both Utah born and bred. You. You were born here. I don't care if you were born somewhere else. <laughs> I'm close but, enough, right? Yeah. Uh, what so is, close your husband to <laughs> Well, she moved there before she had any re- recollection. Exactly. Of she doesn't remember being no. a Californian. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, what is the most interesting or unique thing that you guys have discovered about Utah in your lives here? Oh, I... The first thing that comes to mind is just the diversity of the landscape and how much I love it. Um, I grew up here, but never really explored Utah until Shane and I were married and started traveling around. And even in the past, what, it was two years ago, last year, we finally went to Moab. I'd never been there before. I still haven't. Oh, amazing. Just beautiful. Or like I went to Bryce Canyon, you know, for the first time five years ago and just amazing to see all of that. But then we love to go up north and go to Logan and you see, you know, the farms up there. And I love to be in the mountains and go hiking. And I just, it's my favorite. I love that. I love that we have four seasons that it changes. Shane doesn't love the winter time with the farming, but I'm fine with it yeah. except for the dairy. It's really, yeah, it's hard. really hard on dairy. <laughs> Cold, muddy dairy. Yeah. But Utah is beautiful and I love exploring it and just being outside in it. Well, excellent. What about you, Shane? You know, for me, I think one of the reasons that Utah has grown so much in population recently is because it's it was made to be such a wonderful place to live as a community. And that's one of the things that I've always enjoyed about Utah is that it's a very community-friendly place. And I think people have noticed that and they've started really filling in the empty spaces around here, which is good and bad. I would love to see more agriculture. I would love to see more open space. But I think people recognize, whether they do it consciously or not, that there are good people here and it's a good place to live. So how do uh, how do people get a hold of you guys? How where, Where's your farm and, and the store? What days are you open? All that sort of stuff. Uh, easiest way to find more info is utahnaturalmeat.com. Uh, we've got information about the meat shares on there or our store information. There's uh, pictures, you know, information about the different products we sell. The store, so we are in West Jordan on 5600 West at 7400 South. 
um, GPS does not always take us to the right location. <laughs> so I'm like, just use your brain. We can figure this out, right? <laughs> you, can, if you can count. You can get you there. You can get there. It's it's a long ways from the road. They have a gate. It's a big, giant red barn. You'll see the it's cows. It's not even a long ways away from the road. It's you can literally right just there. You see the cows. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the stores just open three days each week because we run the farm full time. And when the stores open, it takes a lot of us to yeah, keep I was gonna it say, right. There's not anyone really yeah. working in the farm area. So no. we have um, the stores open on Tuesday. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 2 to 6, and then Saturdays from 10 to 3. Get there half an hour late. They'll still have stuff. We'll still have milk. I, 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 yeah. We were there like two and a half hours late on a Saturday or whatever. They still had milk. Yeah. But holy cow, people to get there too, they act like you're going to run out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was blown away. People are like running into the well, store. If that's like, what they, if that's what they're using like every day and like that. To be fair, you, know, you make a good point. We, we have a lot of customers that are feeding their children, um, you know, in, replacing baby formula with right. raw milk, goat or cow milk, a lot of things like that. Or we have a lot of customers with major health problems that have found yeah. relief with the products we sell. And so to them, it's a matter of life and death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you can't you, you can't wait until the next time you have it available if yeah. you're going to run out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's usually busiest when we first open. Um, and uh, social media. So if you're on Instagram, it's Utah Natural Meat and Milk. And I, I, te- I try and post that day like what we've got in stock. Generally, we have most of our meat cuts in. We always have milk and eggs when we open. So yeah. The dog wants to be on the show. <laughs> Should we do a card? Should we do a card? Uh, hopefully. I don't know. There's only like four left here. We do an Oracle card every this week. Is, his, oh. his daughter does these things. Let's see. Oh, we have we have just enough to finish out it the year. It says, don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. You're supposed to read the circle you, first. Oh. That was the circle. Oh. You need some time alone, and you know why. <laughs> There you go. Okay. That's your oracle for the week. So that, that applies to you. That's Some, why Shane's a farmer. In, yeah. he likes to be alone. I, I love my alone time. <laughs> it's Shane's. This week's with Shane's oracle card. Don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. <laughs> Please share the episode, folks. You can reach us on social media at TNU Podcast or our website, thenewutah.com. Uh, have a have a good uh, rest of your holiday season. Go. Buy a share on a cow. I promise you, it's Get worth some it. Raw milk, some good eggs. I'm telling you, buy the buy the share of beef or pig. It is. Oh, and your eggs will last longer too. They talked about milk, but your eggs will last longer too. It'll last like months, months. I'm telling you. <laughs>